do yourself a favor and go to Brian's Instagram story. Jason's covering it all. Uh, uh, Wussy from Boys in the Hood. Hello and welcome. We're back from the ballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. I'm the host of the show. Episode 319. If you can believe that, um, we're just cranking them out here every week. Every week, sometimes a couple a week. We're just uh, we're just keeping the ball rolling. We're quarantining right along with you guys. Uh, if you'd like to reach out, please do. If you want to react to something you hear today or something that's happening in the world, we're happy to listen here. Um, you can leave us a voicemail. A lot of good voicemail callers these days. It's a it's a real it's a high degree of difficulty, and a lot of people have really been able to step up the plate and distinguish themselves, which is impressive. Uh, the voicemail line is 949-464-8257. Reach us there. Call. Be brief. Knock it out. Additionally, you can leave us a an email. Send us an email. Not leave. Send. Uh, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com is the email address. We are up to 26 sponsors on our exclusive content link at redcircle.com. Somebody messaged me the other day and he's like, (laughs) he's like, hey man, I want to do the blue square thing. Uh, redcircle.com just go to the I, I pinned a link to the top of the website theballerlifestyle.com go there you can make a one time donation or you can subscribe to the bonus content we do there including recently just last week Ed and I reviewed Bloodsport a movie I had never seen before so um, and it was pretty it was a pretty good review, in my opinion. I thought it went pretty well. So if you want to check that out, go to um, or go to my Twitter, at Brian Beckner. It's, it's a pinned tweet. There's links there. Or just click on your phone right now, wherever you're listening to the show, and look at the um, episode notes on the show. You can click there. There's lots of different ways you can get to redcircle.com and subscribe to the show. And somebody was asking me. It's the same guy. It's the same guy that said Blue Square. Our buddy, Matty LeBron, he hit me up and he was like, yo, he's like, I'm going to do this, this blue square thing. I think it was in my Instagram. I'm going to see right now. And he's like, you know, it's about time. But he, but he said, he said something along, along the lines. He wants inside info. Oh, did I delete it? No. He said, uh, oh yeah. He said, okay, I'm going to get down on the blue square deal. But I would like to hear the Patreon thievery story on a future episode possible and I said yeah that's possible and then he said I just want your side don't need to exaggerate or dramatize well that's not what I do uh, nothing stopping the other person from telling their side of the story as well well I'm not gonna get I'm a, I'm a high road guy I'm gonna you know 
I'm going to be very fair, but eventually maybe once we get to like 50 sponsors, so we're halfway there, 26 sponsors right now. And, uh, I don't, I can't thank you guys individually because they haven't provided me your names, your individual names. That's just, I don't know. They don't have that yet. Uh, but we're working with them because I want to say thank you to everybody that subscribes to the show on redcircle.com. I'm joined now as I am each and every week by Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing well. Um, I got scared there because you said, um, uh, well, I've even forgotten the blood sport and you go, it was a uh, pretty good. And I thought you were going to say a pretty good movie. Oh, no, it's horrible. It was a pretty, pretty it's good terrible. review. It's, awful. It's, it's a martial arts movie that featured no martial arts, just slow motion. Yeah. And it was, it was like toes grazing across people's chins and they were supposed to be, but you would see like them throwing the punch, but then you'd see the slow motion of their shoulder as it's like yeah. going out. You didn't, yeah. you didn't see any fighting. Well, there were a couple kicks, but they were very obviously like not connected. Oh, when the, the tall black guy walked into that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was the, the stunt coordination on that movie was so awful, but that said, I sort of enjoyed, you know, sometimes you watch that was a, a fun. That was a fun, bad movie. Yeah, sometimes you watch a bad movie and it's fun, like Bloodsport um, or Over the Top. Or sometimes you watch a bad movie and it's just horrible and puts you in a bad mood. Say, for instance, 1995's pandemic film Outbreak. <laughs> well, who, just, who, who suggested that one? Speaking of that, uh, we are joined now also by friend of the show, special guest. He's here a lot. He's a great guy. He does a great job. Of course, I am talking about our friend, Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hey, Jason. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy. Jason. Jay Stu. Wait, hold on. He's got... Jay Stu, you got... Oh my Is god. Is that mute? Is he muted? He's muted himself. Hello, everybody. Oh my oh, god. Man. Hey, let's clear the air about this. I don't edit this. this. It's too much work to do all these edits with you jerking <laughs> off in with your fucking mute turned on. But we have to clear the air. I don't want to be I don't want to start this podcast off with a misrepresentation, okay? Okay. Um I remember what about 18 months to 24 months ago, Brian came to Ed and me and said, let's do outbreak. No, I never said that. I've never seen that. I never no, said hold that. On a second. And hold also, on a second. also, I want to, I want to clear the air. Hold on a second. Also, is this, this is a, is, is this a toddler? Step, is this you a, can't step on my who, version. Who measures time in 18 to 24 months? <laughs> exactly. He's going to start throwing around Fortnite. Yes. But, <laughs> Yeah. I specifically remember my answer when Brian said, let's do out. Let's, let's review up. I said, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Blue and onion. Yeah. Hold on a sec. Let's not do a movie about a deadly virus until the world nice. is actually facing the deadly virus. Nice. So it's, it's, yes. it's good timing. Yes. No, it's great. It's good timing. I know what, what I will say, we'll get to it. But what I will say is as ridiculous, and this is like a dumb person's idea of a smart movie. Um, but they do nail one aspect a hundred percent. Correct. And we'll get to it later in the movie. Oh, that just like one doctor can just go around and find yeah. the clues very easily and solve a pandemic by himself. Did they, is Super that, 
but, and by the, yeah. but there is something that totally nails yeah. what's going on now. Okay, we can get to that. What were you I do say, need Jason? to call you on the word pandemic. I mean, uh, I think pandemic by definition is worldwide, like it's widespread. This basically happened in a, uh, uh, a village in Zaire and then this town in Northern California that they never really uh, put a name to. Did Cedar they? Creek. Yeah. Oh, Cedar Creek. Yeah. But it's. But it's 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 uh, completely fictional. Yeah, fictitious town with lots of Mormon churches. Did you guys notice that? Lots of the Mormon no, spires in the that. background. Yeah. Well, there's a ton of forestry, and that's yep. a foreshadowing uh, for one of my points that I'm going to get. There's just a ton of forestry. Um, Isn't forestry well, like the the actual like the job of working in the forest? I think you just mean there's just a ton of forest. No, I, I used it correct. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. All right. Uh, yes, Ed? Uh, it, Jason's covered it all. Okay, that's good. I wanted to thank Ed. Ed sent me, I had forgotten, he asked me for my new address a few weeks ago, and he's like, I got something coming from for you. It's no big deal. And then I'd forgotten. And then he texted me on Sunday and he's like, Hey, it's there. And I had, I didn't even remember giving Ed my address. And I'm like, Oh my God, I hope you sent it to the right place. This was like two months ago. I got yeah, a pop up ad. Yeah. And Big Brother is definitely watching totally. and listening because I, I got a pop up ad after Brian and I talked about something. And so I just clicked, Oh, sure. Whatever. Sent it. And then they're like, Well, it's not being released until May. And then I got a notification. Like my Alexa lets me know when there's packages because they go into the, the downstairs of an apartment building. So you have to go get it. Right. Um, and I got a notification. It was delivered. And I was like, what's delivered? I didn't have anything coming. And it said it was delivered to Brian Beckner. Yeah, I made. And this is a real bummer because I don't. I've taken the Instasory song off of the. Off of the play, off of the board here or else I would play the Insta story song. Cause I made an Insta story, um, about what we'll was play loud comer and said about that. Who's that loud comer? I was actually a very loud comer when I got this gift. Coming all over. Because I was very excited about it. It's, it's like a guy Fieri. It's what you wouldn't call it a bobblehead because the head doesn't bobble, but it's kind of like that. It's like a little, it's like a guy it's Fieri. Like a caricature. Yes. Um, yes. It's like a guy Fieri doll statue thing. And it's so cool. I'm looking at it right now. I threw it up on a shelf in my living room here at the Baller Lifestyle World Headquarters, right next to my Hideo Nomo bobblehead. Royalty. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a it's a place of honor in my home. So, Ed, thank you very much for that. And Ed, appreciate your game because I made an Insta story again. It's my failure for not having the Insta story song right now. Uh, I made an Insta story in which I tagged Ed where I'm like, hey, look at this sweet thing that Ed daily got me. And this fucking Ed guy's like, hey, did you tag me in something? Because I didn't watch it. (laughs) 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 Never watches an Insta story. It's amazing. It's going to take more. Um, Ed, you got anything else to to bring to the table before we get started? Um, I will give you a kind of a recommendation if you're in the mood for like just violent mashing. I watched that Liam Hemsworth uh, Netflix movie. It was a lot. He was just mashing people. It's like now Netflix, when you log in, it tells you the top 10 things. And there's a movie called Extraction. And he's just 
killing 50 people. Oh, I'm into that. The movie kicks ass. Like it's it's a fun, it's not like a bad no straight to video it looks like a real action movie that you would just you it's a popcorn like just mash it up mash them up kind of movie um, i think it's uh like the the producers of the avengers and it very much feels like a captain america like action movie where he just kicks everybody production back. oh i'm gonna yeah. want extraction it's called right like this- yeah he's just mashing people and he's he's enormous he, yeah he's chris Hems- like, chris hemsworth is legitimately a huge dude I can't get keep the Chris or Liam. I, it's Chris. Whatever, but, yeah, it's Chris. But yeah, dude is yeah. huge, yeah. and he's just shooting people in the face with a pistol oh, from man. like six inches away from yeah. their face, kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like, like you know, when there are fights where you're punching him, and then he gets the the, the gun out and shoots him at point blank range. Yes. It's like that kind of stuff. Oh, it's I'm fun. into that. I'm gonna and, watch it. And some of the stunts are like unbelievable because they have they have that filmmaking like whatever the new technology to where they make it look like it's just like a a 20 minute long scene and he's just doing all these incredible stunts i'm wondering how much of that was him yes how much of the cgi it's pretty pretty good it looks good it looks good okay i've already don't tell me i've already forgotten the name and here's my two guesses enraptured you and, got one letter and enchantment extraction that's it extraction Vanilla extract right extract. it's like when you get a tooth so pulled the, the, the premise is he's he's pulling a, a kidnapped kid yeah out of oh so like give me back you know, like my son man on, man on fire yes kinda, yes like it's it's that type of thing it's just super violent yes. super violent i'm into that okay we got we J- jason stewart Special guest, do you have anything you would like to bring to the table? No, I'm looking forward to getting into this movie, though, because um, you're the only one. I I think we could all agree um, that it's just it's an awful movie. Horrible. But but where I think where we disagree is I think it's bad. Good. There are just some ridiculous parts of this movie. The casting is pretty crazy. It is. Yeah. I, Four Oscar winners. Yep. Yep. That is kind of crazy. I didn't. Well, hold on. Let's go. We got um, a bunch of voicemails to get through. This is going to take a while. So let's get. There's a whole bunch. I haven't listened to them. I don't curate I, this. Before we do, I just want to point out the director of this movie, or maybe even the writer, Wolfgang Peterson. Yep. He's had a crazy, weird career. He was uh, at the helm of Troy, by the way. Just Ooh. Want to point Oh, is that the one you have on DVD? <laughs> Not me. That was written about you. Oh, right. I thought you might have that one on DVD. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's check out these voicemails. He's so easy to hate. Your time he likes to waste. His calls are far from great. His calls are far from great. He's such a stupid fuck. He seems down on his luck. His voicemails really suck. His voicemails really suck. No one's enjoying him. He's so annoying. Plus so fucking boring and worthless. But he's got nothing. 
nothing else to do. And he's even worse than ish, 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 ish. His faults are useless shit, 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 shit. He's fat and got big tit, 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 tits. He's Manuel in Gardenia. See, I'm looking at that. There's a bunch of voicemails here. 51 seconds, 42 seconds, 2 minutes, 14 seconds, 34 seconds, 2 minutes, 40 seconds, 51 seconds. What? It's a lot of people doing a really good job of being under one minute, which is a good amount of time to be. Let's, Let's listen to this first one. Oh, hold on. Houston. Hey, I just want to let you guys know. Oh, it's Drew in Houston. This guy's a good guy. Oh my god. Oh my fucking god. Just hold on. It's the touching. Quarantining does not exist in Houston. Everything is open. It's been open for like a month. Nobody listens to shit. It's just a it's a fucking disaster. Everything might as well open because everybody's out anyway. But the one cool thing about this whole thing is, the I mean, the best thing that's ever come out of this is uh, our frozen margaritas to go from all the Mexican restaurants. That is I'm great. a full-fledged alcoholic now. I just, I'm going to have to go quarantine at Betty Ford, I think, next. And uh, it's not going to be pretty. Um, the weight gain, <laughs> the alcoholism. I really need to get this shit under control. But anyway, I hope you guys are doing well. Oh, thanks for that, Drew. I, I hear you. I, I had such an unhealthy yes. uh, August. See, that's how bad it is. Yeah. April that uh, I declared May is out. So I'm doing it inside and sober. What do you mean? May is out. You mean you're going to. I'm not drinking. You're not drinking for the month of May. For the month of May. <sighs> now, is it a uh, was it a change in the law? that restaurants could serve liquor to go is that for the for the pan or for the uh there, there must, that must be it because i don't know of it's, any restaurants in hoboken that no, did that and no. now they all do yeah it's never been a thing you just couldn't take a big gulp of of vodka soda out of a restaurant right <laughs> yeah no um and i i haven't done that i have been getting a lot of takeout pizza i ordered a pizza the other day and i did that thing where i like tried to pay play the pizza places against each other because one was taking so long to deliver, but they were both like stacked for like over an hour delivery. Um, but I just been eating like shit drinking, but I haven't done the to go booze thing and all the bars and restaurants here in my town do it. So I should probably patronize a few of those to try to just, you know, do my part. Okay. Here's another, this one's short. Hey guys, Dino here. First time call. C note. This guy's. Uh, I believe this guy's. A, he's a Cal- yeah, Dodger fan, California guy. I know this guy from Twitter. Uh, on the last show, you guys were talking about the prevails of trying to masturbate when you're married and have kids. Well, I think the sad flip side of that coin is that single people are just exponentially just yeah. jerking it. Yeah. You know? No self control. No dates to go on. No. Happy white Christmas memories to be made. Wow. I mean, it's kind of tough out there. But thanks to the age of Corona, I get to work from home, and I am high as fuck right now. <laughs> at One forty in the afternoon. <laughs> All right, take care. Guys. 
<laughs> uh, I respect all that. I don't think I've masturbated during the quarantine. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I've had one, a single masturbatory session, but I've done all the other things. I've done everything else that he mentioned in tenfold. So I think uh, C-Note has been following me for a while on Twitter. He pops up on my, my mentions a lot. Yeah. And the, the reason why I know that is because his uh, Twitter profile thing is Oscar Gamble or yes, it's Oscar, one of the, one of the black guys from the seventies with a massive uh, foot. You're such a racist. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's Oscar Gamble. Yes, but. I think so too. Um, yeah, I know C note. He's a good dude. Okay. Another, uh, uh, no. Okay. This is Manuel. We might not be able to get that. Recognize the number. He's a three one Oh guy. Right. Right. Next. Easy. Edward. May Day on the front line, May 1st, 2020. Just calling, hoping the whole big baller lifestyle community is doing well. Um, just wanted to pose a simple question, man. Has anybody went through a more surreal month than April of 2020 with this pandemic, coronavirus, uh, COVID-19 thing going on? crazy right uh, amid some of the low lights I've seen are bums literally just Did like say screaming bums? yeah we call those homeless we call them homeless bums yeah we don't call them bums what the fuck year is it I know their heads for no reason chastising people like feet away from cops the cops not doing anything Rampant speeding. Cops got a hard job. Like literally, speeding. again, right? He's still, he's still mad about the speeding. Loves that speeding. I'm, I'm just the freeways are wide open. It's great. There's nowhere to go, which is probably why. And then, and also, no one has a job anymore, which is probably why. But it's really like the freeways. It's next level. Okay, let them, let them go a little bit longer. Anything craziness? Oh, and yesterday, our dude Chopra. You're, uh, you know, Brian's personal friend, my personal friend. Good dude. Silk, Eric. Has now buddy become Marshall. narc bra. Yeah. Because he narked out. <laughs> so, uh, Stu, did you see that? Silk. No. He tweeted. There were some people that had, like, set up a volleyball net. In, oh, I, how did I see that? Yeah, in H, HB. I probably responded to it. And uh, Silk like tweeted at the HBPD or something. And they're like, I saw that. Yeah. Or, and they're, I'm like, narc bra. And he, and they're like, we're on it. Don't worry. We're taking care of it. And Silk took some heat for that, but Silk. I respect it. Yeah, me too. Silk was also down there doing some um, citizen journalism during the, uh, the big national news, um, yeah. the, the HB um, protest people wanting to, and the and the quarantine, they want they want to kill grandma while they still got a chance. Uh, okay, another email here, our voicemail. Let's just get through these. Hey guys, what's going on? Whoa, 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 hey. whoa, whoa! It's hey, Kyle, Kyle and Scotty. Oh, I miss him. He's a farmer. Oh, wait. I mean, I, I love all you calls, but Kyle, it's it's been a while. Well, it is kind of nice because I think we brought him up last week, and we're like, I haven't heard from old Kyle and Scotty. Oh, I was I was worried he wasn't listening anymore. And he called right in. Let's see what he has to say. Yeah, quarantine life in small town Wisconsin. Uh, 
Um, yeah, a lot of less people on roads. Um, shit, I don't know. Doesn't yep. change for me. Got to feed the cows. Got to feed the people. Yep. Uh, yep. That's what I always say. I don't know. Still drinking PBRs like crazy. Good for you. Listening to you guys every week. You guys are fucking awesome. Yep. Keep up uh, the good work. Yep. Oh. Hey, thanks, th- buddy. Thanks for that, Kyle and Scotty. And Kyle, are you anywhere near? Um, is it Manitowoc? <laughs> I didn't do it. Or S- Stephen Avery? Definitely I did that want, murder. I would not want to be near the Avery clan. No. Is that the? Uh, was that the fifth starter for the Braves? Yeah, in the also mid-80s? him. Also him. He's yeah. not the one that did the murder, though. No, nah, that was more of a Smoltz kind of thing. Yeah, I would think. <laughs> no, Maddox, of course, the professor. He's, right. he's the most murdery of all the all the, that Braves uh, started. Oh my five. god! I Jeff. Yeah. By the way, this is just a random baseball fact that has nothing to do with anything. Um, Jeff uh, Perlman, our friend of the show, sure. He he wrote he he sent out a tweet like yesterday or t- this morning talking about Julio Franco, and he said there was like a rain out or something. They're just messing around, and he got the pitching machine up to. Th- 130 and stood like 10 feet in front of it and just was hitting no problem. Shut up. Shut up. I'd like to see tape of that. I like that would be awesome. Julio Franco played into his 50s. And think about the fact that he had that weird stance. So yeah. he had to, had to have good bat speed just getting to that right, point. Right. And my dude. So 130. Yeah. It's crazy. My dude was that in good guy shape. Was, uh, I want to say he was yoked before was, steroids, but yeah. maybe not. Canseco got to those Rangers teams early. Well, you no, know, he was he was an '80s player too. He was like yeah. uh, Indians, right? He yes, but I, I don't remember him being. Maybe he was strong back then, but he was yoked in the '90s. I don't. I mean, we talked about it on the show. I think I was watching that that '88 uh, series game one. Or no, no, no. it was the um, it was the game six of the Mets Dodgers 88 NLCS and other than straw and Gibby and Gooden and maybe the bulldog, there were no major league players on that field. None of those guys, none of those skinny pussies could play professional baseball today. It's not even close. It's like you're watching a different fucking game. I mean, all sports. Anytime yeah. they yeah. have that argument about you oh, just have yeah. to compare teams to their era because the best team I ever saw was probably the 85 Bears in terms of dominance. Sure. And the Bengals would beat them by 70. Of course. Of course. What's what gets worse with time? Right. What's good? It's only it's only better. The only the players are only better now. There's not there's not nothing worse. It's better. Smoking heaters on the sideline, yes. those guys. Yes. Fucking Keith Hernandez was smoking them in the dugout. Okay. <laughs> Couple more. Oh, I think this is our buddy Telly Two Putt. Good guy. Okay. Buddy of ours. Good guy. Good boy. Do yourself a favor and go to Brian's Instagram story about him mm. and fucking he's calling everybody kooks on the beach. It's, it's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. But it's Telly Tupa and I'm pretty drunk and I'm I'm gonna Good for you. Try and clear up any anything about OnlyFans that I joined. Oh, let's let's recap this. Yeah, Jason, this is pretty funny. Telly was 
telling us about two different girls he knows IRL, one of whom he had had sex with at least once, asking him to subscribe to their OnlyFans. And also, I believe they said, send Brian the login to those OnlyFans via DM. I think I'm almost positive that's what I heard. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's people people called in, including a one woman who referred to herself as the penis connoisseur, um, <laughs> saying that I had shamed the OnlyFans community and not my, at all. I was the one making the stink that well, I just learned about it. But yeah. if it's somebody you've already been with, right. it seems weird that you're going to pay to look at them. Yeah, you fig- you figure you can get those nudes for free. But I'm I'm I let it be known. I am pro only fans. I am. I am this is a gig economy. Yes. Like whatever you need to do to make a buck. Like I probably won't subscribe because I just don't do that. But if somebody I knew were to subscribe and were to DM me their login info and let me just peruse a little bit, I would be into that. Let's see what tells What's the, uh, yeah. So the, so the business model, I've yet to um, venture into this it's, world. So the business model is that it's kind of like an a la carte thing where it's like you, just you like go. what you see and pay more and you get to see more. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like bespoke. It's like I'm going to do porno, but just for you or, you know, just for my followers. Request is a, a, a live cam or is only uh, fans only. I think, like I think it's all of the above. I think it's any it's a, any and all. But I don't know. I've never been on OnlyFans. I've never attempted to subscribe to anybody's OnlyFans in my life. Okay, let's see. Let's see what. Well, Telly's going to explain it to us. I think. A pan, pansexual girl. I joined it because she was like, "Hey, she's hooking up with girls on this website." Uh, I'm into that. I was like, "Okay, that's fine." Yep, she's pan. Okay, do we know the d- definition of pansexual? It's like more than bisexual. I mean, I'm all for it. Do whatever you want, but yeah. I only know of two options. Same. I'm confused. Same. It's it's a new world for me. It's, it's undefined, right? It it right. just it includes everything. everything. Like a pan, like a, the derivative pandemic. It, the all. it is assumed that it's right. all like worldwide. Right. It's not just Cedar Creek and Zaire. How know? about the great Zam? <laughs> how about the great Zamfir and his pan flute. Does anybody remember that? No. You don't no. remember the amazing Zamfir playing the pan flute back in the 80s? Gotta get with that. All right. Uh, okay, let's see what Telly has to say. Another $40 to see her hook up with a girl for 11 seconds. What? I didn't do it. Good for you. I mean, I already fucked her, yes. Yeah. But I was looking for. <laughs> Shit I never seen. The shit I tried to see. Right. So that's kind of what happened there. Um, wow. The other girl. You got to remember, both of these, both of these girls bartend. Yes. So one of them worked at my course, where where I play at all the time. Right. So my, when I say my course, my course is my home municipal course. I got to be honest. Do not care about any of the shit that Telly's saying right now. Like I get, I, we know he's a golfer. I don't, I don't need the logistics, your course. I don't need the specifics of why you call it your course, but I'm going to let you go. Cause I'm into this only fan stuff. I belong to two country clubs. Oh but my I, don't, God. I don't play there very often. Oh my God. I belong to one that's in Colorado Springs. Telly too rich. 
What's this guy's? This guy's flexing all his golf course memberships. We get it. You got money. Nice. You're single. No, I don't play that at all. Maybe one time a year. So that's to clear that up. Oh, who cares? But both of them are bartenders. Okay, I'm, I'm into They're this. Great part. girls, great women. Yeah, beautiful. And I want to see the pan chick hook up with the chick. That's why. Yep. Me too. The one I already saw. That's why I wanted to see that. Yeah. The other one, I don't know. I mean, I never saw. I never saw no fucking on any page. Right. I I saw a little bit more than you would see on Instagram. Oh, that's weak. You know, a titty here or there, maybe yes. you know, a lip here or there. Oh, nothing. Oh. And I was like, I don't know. This sucks. And I I tipped one of the girls. You know, she's one of my good friends. Sure. Oh my god! I think we got. I accidentally closed it. Hold on. I'm going to try to fast forward to where I was. I, I tipped one of the girls, you know, she's one of my good friends. And she was like, hey, you know, I'm bartending. You know, I'm bartending through this time. Can you join my OnlyFans? And then can you tip me? And I'm like, yes, I, I will tip you. And I'm like, hey, send me a video. Now, hold on. She's bartending. And the, hear me out, guys. She's bartending. He could just tip her right there. I assume... Only fans takes a little cut. They take, take they take a little haircut off the top. They got to get theirs. It's like Patreon. They get a piece. So the fact that she's saying to Telly in person at the bar where she works, hey, I'm you know doing my best here. Can you throw me a few bucks? Or or maybe she's saying, oh, she's she's furloughed probably from the bar is the deal. So she's like, sign up for my OnlyFans so I can get some money. Because I was going to say, he could just give her money right there. But I, uh, I'm it, I'm neglecting to realize that bars are closed, right? That's my mistake. Okay. And it went by the wayside. So mm. I, never, I never saw it, but mm. I don't know. I mean, they're good people. And yes. they're trying to make an honest living. I, I appreciate that. I'm pro only fans. I'm pro only fans. And he just stops talking like a guy in a movie. He didn't say goodbye or anything. No goodbye. Wow. Unbelievable. Okay. One more. And then we'll get, we're going to get to this movie. I know it's a lot of voicemails this week, but I like catching up with, with everybody. I like that people called in. I like to, I want to give everybody their chance to be heard. Hey, what's up guys? This is Luke uh, from uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. Okay. Luke's got some fucking pipes on him. Okay, he does. Colorado State. No, Fort Collins. What? Um, is that Air Force or is Colorado State? One of them is there. Yeah, Colorado State. I think Colorado State. State. Air Force is in Colorado Springs. Springs, right. 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 It looks like it's he... A um, what? Fort Collins is nice. I went to a nice brewery there made out of an old school. Oh, yeah. His, uh, his, his profile pick is, is Moby or is that him? The guy with the guitar. You see uh, you, Luke and Fort Collins on Twitter? No, you've looked him up? No. Yeah, long, long time follower of mine. Oh, really? Luke and Fort Collins. Yeah. I, um, Jason likes to drop in who follows him on Twitter. Yeah. It, there, is a, there is a direct connection between people who listen to this podcast and have been following me on Twitter for like 10 years. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, that we're all in that kind of world together, Jason. It's fun. Okay, let's see what Luke has to say. Off a couple months, I like it a lot. Um, you were talking about your buddy Telly Tuplat, and That's right. uh, buddy mine. You guys are kind of uh, trying to find the name of the town where you think he lived. 
the name you're looking for is Fort Collins. Um, it's kind of turned into a, a bit of a bolder wannabe. Um, it's, it's a cool like town. Like said, a lot of Tevas, yeah, yeah. a lot of Tevas. hacky sacks type Oof. of things, a lot of vape, man Oof. buns. Um, kind of breaks my heart to see it go that way, oh. but that's, that's how things turn out. But hey, uh, appreciate the podcast. Uh, about to tip back the Coors original right now. And, yep. uh, yeah, thanks for what you do, guys. Take care. Hey, Luke and hey. Four Collins, great voice. When I said it's a cool town, I didn't Hey, what's up, guys? Oh, oh, yeah, you didn't what? I didn't mean that aspect of it. I just meant, like, it's, it's a pretty cool place to visit. Well, I mean, if you're going to Colorado, here's things you're going to see. You're going to see guys wearing Tiva sandals. You are going to see weed places everywhere. You're see people smoking weed people buying weed you're gonna see um puffy patagonia or north face vests where they're like hey oh, oh, oh i don't want my arms to get too warm i just uh, this is to keep my core warm maybe it's I never understood vests yeah never they got the vest on and then they'll have the man bun or they'll have a crooked lid um patagonia cap that they'll wear like a dad style cap. That's and that's everybody. And they all listen to this white guy reggae band from Denver called The Samples. They all listen to those guys. It's just that's 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 Colorado in a nutshell. Okay, guys, could, could I uh, real yes. fast? Could I close the loop on this? Close it. Yeah, closed loop yeah. system. It's verified. Luke and Fort Collins. Um, he looks like a younger, more attractive Moby, and he's musically inclined. It looks like he. Uh, he posts a lot oh, of his plays? music. Really? Does he follow you? Does He's he... following me for like 10 years. <laughs> Ed, come on. <laughs> come on, buddy. Uh, um, okay, so we're here to discuss the 1995 not pandemic film Outbreak. Let's check out the trailer. Possible. In a world. A small monkey is captured, bound for a pet store in America. The animal carries a deadly virus. Now, I know that some of us have doubts about what we're about to do. We'd be less than human if we didn't. But the fate of the nation, perhaps the world, is in our hands. We cannot... We dare not refuse this burden. I'm confident that each of you will do his duty. God forgive us. Oh! Your town is being quarantined. We got 19 dead. We got 100 more infected. It's spreading like a brush fire. What are you talking about? If one of them's got it, then 10 of them got it now. And if one of them gets out of Cedar Creek, we have a very interesting problem. If that bug gets out of there, 260 million Americans will be dead or dying. I'm leaving with the team in an hour. From the heart of a small California town. Damn it, Sam, I want to save these people, same as you. To the inner circle of power in Washington. The most optimistic projection for the spread of the virus is this. 24 hours, 36 hours, 48 hours. The greatest medical crisis of all time. We can't stop it. Begins. 
to remain calm. Many people are dying and are going to continue to die unless we find this monkey. There will be panic the likes of which we have never <laughs> seen. <laughs> On the screen, it says time to remain calm. Okay, you heard all their voices. You recognized them all. This is Outbreak 1995. And yes, by the way, uh, for the people who haven't seen the movie that are just going to listen to this podcast, that was Dustin Hoffman, the main character, saying, people will die if we don't find this monkey. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Dust, so did Wolfgang Peterson write it or just direct it? Um, no, he just directed it. Right. It was written by a couple that? other dudes. Yeah, Das Boot. Yeah. Oh, Das Boot. Yeah, that was his like claim to fame. Yeah. And then he did the Never Ending Story and Air Force One. It's a ri- wow. Troy Air Force One Never Ending Story wow. Das Boot and yeah. Outbreak. Yeah. What a career! And, it's crazy. And you know, he uh, since Harrison Ford was in Air Force One. I think Wolfgang thought he could get Harrison for this movie. Uh, Harrison Ford turned down Dustin Hoffman's role. Shut up. Get off my plane. Right. Little inside details. Uh, Yeah. Dustin Hoffman, Renee Russo, the aforementioned Morgan Freeman, Kevin Spacey, Cuba Gooding Jr., Donald Sutherland, Patrick Dempsey, McSteamy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a big, he's important to the movie. Um, and that one guy that was like in the army that always plays a guy in the army in movies, you know, you guys know who I'm talking about. He's like the one that they keep telling to arrest Dustin Hoffman. That guy is always in army oh, movies yeah. and he always plays an army <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, the what's, what's the point of this thing? It's just like what's going on right now. Some shit pops off this time in Africa. It's, uh, but it- but it starts off. They don't even tell you it's Africa. I think in the beginning it doesn't. Like July 1970 or 67. You see yeah. guys fighting in the jungle. So you assume it's some Vietnam related. Right. There was a it was a Zaire mercenary camp. What was going on in right. Zaire? Yeah. Well, they were, they were doing some special forces shit. And I would like credit. I'd never seen this movie before. And it, it's like a couple people. Show, so there's like a field hospital right out there in like a clearing in the jungle. Yeah. And a couple, uh, a chopper comes in and a couple people in like hazmat suits, which surprisingly the hazmat suits in 1967, much more functional than the modern hazmat suits for some reason. Um, they get off the helicopter and they walk in. They're like, mother of God, like everybody's dying. And I'm like, hey, that's Donald Sutherland inside that thing. I recognize the voice. That's all I want credit right. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they check it out and they're like, don't worry. We're going to get you the, this. Is, we're Americans. We're going to get you the help we need and then you need and then they leave and they actually they call in an airstrike and let me ask you guys if this seemed a little weird i'm not really up on the whole um how modern warfare works but it seems to me it might not be the best idea to drop a bomb connected to a parachute yeah it gives them time to run yeah you don't want it to you don't want it to land softly it's like, well, we'll trick them. Well, if you fire missiles at them, they're, they're not going to have time to run anyway. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like adding insult to injury, though. Yeah. They, they, they thought it was cargo. They thought that there was help on the way. Yeah. And and village exploded. Now, the reason why they had this scene, they don't tell you right away, but I have a question for you guys. 
Um, the premise of this movie is that this virus wiped out this entire village, but they were able to get a sample of it because yep. they could hopefully use it as a biological weapon yes. one day. Yeah. Yes. See, now, that, that's not really clear, but yes, it's, just, it, it's yeah. strange. That's the it's strange. assumption, right? But, yeah. But my mom, my mind almost never goes to that point. And I think there's some, uh, there's been some speculation about this Wuhan virus that maybe they created in a lab and all this stuff. And then, well, there's only you, speculation by one person. It's been debunked by everyone else. <laughs> right. Right. But if you do like a deep dive on Bill Gates and why people hate Bill Gates, um, one of the reasons the conspiracy theorists hate Bill Gates is because he's using all of his money to develop these biological weapons. And he well, he wants a vaccine um, not only to, to cure uh, Americans, but to like thin out the population, the rest of the world or something like there. There's some like deep seated like weird shit going on with biological weapons. Could you answer this question? When was the last time biological weapons were used? Is, was this a Syria thing at some point recently? No. Well, uh, Assad, Assad did it on his own people, right? Yeah, but those were like chlorine bombs. That's different than uh, that's different yeah. than those are I, chemical I, yeah, weapons. Right. Yeah, that's different. Right. Well, than, in the movie The Rock, right? Oh, they were. Yes, right. we done I don't that remember. Movie? No, we should do that one though. It would be much That's- better if somebody had suggested that this week. We could have done it this week, but instead, somebody suggested Outbreak, which is a dog shit movie. Um, they so then they go to their like come back. It's and, like and the, the dead patients. They really do. Uh, they just got George Romero to do his. Uh, zombie makeup on the people. So that's a, that's a, that's a through line throughout this movie where they're like, um, this is how you, like you get the you get the um, virus and within um, you know twenty eight hours all your organs liquefy and stuff. And I'm like, well, it seems pretty easy to tell who has the the virus. <laughs> it's all the people with the red eyeliner around their yeah. eyes. Like it's you can fucking see them from across the room. You know they got it. Like it's. It's a very telling uh, appearance for these people. Um, they go then it so it flashes to modern times and they're at like some federal building, which I happen to recognize as the Chet A. Holyfield Ziggurat building here, just as the crow flies, about maybe eight miles away from where I'm sitting in Laguna Niguel, California. Little, little <laughs> something. To know, uh, in case you you know want some little details, inner details, um, and there there's like a lab, there's like a biohazard lab, right? And that's and that's where Kevin Spacey's working with a. They gave him the hairpiece that makes it look like yeah. he's going bald. So yeah, but so why the color? It was a weird color too. Yeah, he wanted us to know. Yeah, it was weird. To me, it's like uh, so Spacey and Hoffman work for the army. They're the government version. Of yep. the uh, infectious disease, yep. I guess they're the, they're the maybe they're the people that would work with Fauci nowadays or whatever. Sure. And then and then there's the CDC, right? They're two different things, right? Yes. Then we get and we get to the point that uh, that Hoffman is used to be married to Renee Russo, and we'll get to that later. But I will say this about Spacey: of all the performances in this movie, I think Spacey does the best. I think he. He, he's a typical Kevin Spacey character, just kind of a smart ass, but I think he handles himself pretty well. I think all the he other guys, a good are actor. A little, 
For sure. out, yeah, fish out of water. I, think. <laughs> I, I would I would say Kevin Spacey's been really good in a lot of movies. I, I think for his legendary status, I mean, how many good movies has Hoffman made since like Tootsie? Like yeah. he's in a lot of bad movies. Yeah. Rain Man was made after Tootsie, right? Right. That's, yeah, but it's like, a Rain Man. That was right. yeah. That was eighty-eight. No, no. I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can't think of one since because he, he's, he, he's been in he's bad be- stuff. He's become Pacino, and that like whenever you see him in the movie, you're just like that's Dustin Hoffman playing whoever. It's that's Al Pacino playing Hoffa. Like I, just, it's hard to get beyond that. So I don't know if that's it or he just has had horrible choices. Wasn't he Ishtar? He chose Ishtar, right? Yeah, yeah. him and, yeah. and Warren Beatty. Hold on. I'm going to tell you what he's been in recently. Not but a lot. He, he's gotten. He's got to be 80 years old or close to it. He's like five foot one, right? He's little. Yeah, he's yeah. really small. Yeah. He, oh, he was in yeah. Meet the Fockers. Okay, there you go. I Heart Huckabees, that's kind of good. Finding Neverland. <sighs> Moonlight Mile. The Messenger, the story of Joan of Arc. Oh, oh Wag the Dog. Wag the Dog, I think, was okay. Sleepers, that was pretty good. Uh, but that was right after Outbreak. Yeah, he hasn't done a lot. Well, uh, none of these were good. None of those movies you, you listed were good because of Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Right, it was, it was like, ensemble cast. Characters yeah. In the, yeah. yeah, he's a good actor, though. I mean, it's not, not going to take anything away from Dustin Hoffman's legend status. He was. Um, he's So he and, he and um, Rene Russo are married. They're getting divorced. They don't really get into the details of why they're breaking up. But like he he like meets her on the day she's moving out of their home or something, right? Yeah, like yeah. When you first see them, so, and it's yeah, it's it's kind of friendly, but she's just moving out. She gives him she gives him all the pictures though, and that hurts. But who like and, who wants a picture of their ex? Nobody. And the whole fact that we already know what he, that he's a infectious disease doctor. What's he doing with Renee Russo? Well, she's yeah, also I, an infectious disease doctor. It, but yeah. you just you just don't you don't buy this couple from the get go. And I don't know about you guys, but whenever I see uh, that Rene Russo was casted in any of these movies, late eighties, nineties, I always think to myself, which four A list actresses yeah. passed on this movie before they're like, All right, let's get Rene Russo. See, I disagree. Uh, yes. I think she was she was one of the people one of the actresses from like major league to Thomas crown affair. She had like a good good arc 12 year run. She did. I think she, but I think she got a lot of people's roles. You seem to think she was bad. I don't, I don't think she, she was a bad actress in a lot of these movies in the line of fire. She's not bad. She's fine. I think she's okay. I think she's a mom. She was a model, right? And she became an actress after being a model. She's she's just, she's just okay. And then I, the whole love story part of this, it's like a movie about a disease that kills a lot of people. They try to throw in a lot of gratuitous action to keep people interested. And this love story just falls flat from the beginning. Like you don't give a shit about this love story from the first second on. Yeah. But what about when he sees the picture that she gave away of uh, them with the village the villagers. Yeah. yeah. Like the black and white shot. Yeah. It's like, here's, here's a 1990. What year is it? 96, 93. What year is this? Movie? 95, 95, 95. 
five Photoshop mm. where it clearly is two <laughs> actors doing something else and they just put tape them to a yeah. picture of black they children. They weren't that good at it. Um, so then, but Dustin Hoffman, the reason he's there is he's been called in on a called out to a hot zone. There's a level four or something or other going on. And he needs Renee Russo to watch the dogs, which is kind of like reductive. You know, she's, you could get a kennel. She's also a fucking scientist. She's about to move to Atlanta to work at the CDC. Like, I don't really feel like she should be a dog sitter, but. Well, what about that? What about the timeline thing right away? The dialogue, it was, um, okay, I'll watch the dogs, but when are you going to be back? And he says Thursday night or Friday. He's supposed to be going to a hot spot where God knows what is happening and how long the outbreaks can be. Like, how do you put a clock on that? That's like, a good point. I'll, I'll, I'll just stay there until noon on Thursday. I got to fly it out. That's a good point. That's right. And she knows the, she knows the, the industry. Right. She knows right. what it could be facing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I want to point out, we get, so everybody's coming together when he leaves and he gets into his army uniform, there is a me too convention. You got Dustin Hoffman, Cuba Gooding, Kevin Spacey and Morgan Freeman wow. all in the same belly of the plane. Wow. wow. That's great. <laughs> well, it's a different time. Um, so yeah. And then they're real worried that Cuba Gooding Jr. First of all, they like name off his, um, his stats and he's like, they're like Johns Hopkins, West point combat. Like they're like, they name off like all this amazing shit that he's done. And they're like, yeah, but you've never been, you never been to a, a, a a viral. uh, They really hammered this home. Yeah, And so then, because they're worried he's going to freak out. And then of course he does freak out, which is kind of bullshit. Um, so unprofessional yeah. and, and to put it in perspective, this is, this is Cuba Gooding before Jerry Maguire. No one knew who the hell this guy was, except for that, that wussy from boys in the hood. I don't think anyone knew his name. They just said, Oh, that, that wussy from boys in the hood. Wow. That was Cuba Gooding. Wussy. But then he, then he, then he, <laughs> he does Jerry Maguire and takes off, but this was prior to that. Yeah. And also, I mean, when you get the the triumvirate of Dustin Hoffman, Kevin Spacey, and Cuba Gooding, there is not a height requirement for this ride because everybody is like five five and yeah, below. They're yeah, they're dead. Um, so yeah, Cuba Gooding, they're they're cruising around all these decomposing people, and um, they're, Cuba Gooding Jr. freaks out and rips off his helmet, and they're like, "Get him out of here!" Get it's him one out thing. Of- it's one thing if they, he wasn't prepared. To see it was like a decomposing kid or something. Yeah. And so he got sick in his mask, but he's supposed to be so well read that he would know at least even if you vomited on yourself, you wouldn't pull off the mask. mask. Just keep puking in the mask. But then it's fine because like the local doctor that's been being care, not the witch doctor, but the other guy who's like been caring for everybody there. He's like, do not worry. It is not airborne. How the fuck do you know? And they all just believe him. They're like, oh, okay. Okay, guys, get the mask off. Oh, don't okay. just stick Cuba, out. Get your gloves. Fine. Don't right. Cuba, you're fine. Don't worry yeah, about don't it. Yeah, don't even worry about it. This guy right here, who's we don't know his credentials. We've never seen him before. He probably doesn't even work here as far as we know. He might be <laughs> just here to loot. He might be he might be here for the gold teeth. Um, he just let us know that it's not airborne. So we're all good. Get your masks off. Uh, I thought that was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, the so so basically this whole thing 
is they re- they return to that Zaire site, right? This is where this uh, this virus that happened in 1968 right. that they blew up the village for. The exact same area, yep. this virus comes up again. It's very it kills everybody in sight, and the um, the monkey for the first time on film is shown. Yep. The monkey that that I guess is the source of this entire right, thing, right? Um, is is taken from that jungle in a boat by Patrick Dempsey. Well, I was going to say, San Francisco. Patient Zero is never the monkey. It's It's Ronald the the Lawn Boy Miller. It's always the person. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I will say this, though. I want to take issue with what um, Jason Stewart said, because Kevin Spacey, I think, in this movie is so terrible. He plays it like so camp- and over the top and he at, they're like coming back and they're like writing their reports on the plane and um, and Dustin Hoffman's dictating to Kevin Spacey and he's like playing it so gay where he's like say um, say especially and he's like adverb he's like that's a tool for a that's a tool for a weak mind it was like so like show tune well, he, he put on that hair and yeah. I think he just wanted to Kind of live it up. Yeah, it was it was uh, not my favorite uh, Kevin Spacey performance. Um, and then so they land, and Dustin Hoffman he like doesn't go get debriefed or anything. He doesn't well, get he, washed we, down. He goes straight to a party. It's established he's an infectious disease doctor that doesn't play by the rules. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 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 by the way, in between what you just described. Uh, Donald Sutherland, who was there He's back in 1968, yeah. they they compare up on the like this X-ray screen. They compare the virus from 68 and and how it looks to the virus of now, and they both determine that it's the exact same thing. So they kind of yeah. look at each yeah. other like it's back, and then you start to figure out that they kept the virus for biological weapon purposes. Right. Oh, did we figure that out? Because that wasn't clear to me. But also, I was so annoyed that I couldn't pay that close of attention. And all, yes, but, because because yeah. Donald Sutherland was like, "Let's we got to keep this under wraps. Don't tell Dustin Hoffman. Oh, right. Don't tell anybody yep. because we we know what this is already. Let's just make sure it stays in Zaire. Little do they know, a monkey has gotten on a a ship to San Francisco. Right. And also. Uh, more importantly, the virus looks a bit like a dong. It's got like two balls down at the bottom, yes, and then it it's does. yeah, and then it's got like a long, skinny shaft with like a curve on it. It's one of it's one of those <laughs> long, skinny ones, but it's de- yeah, definitely dong like. I have a note in front of me that says "virus looks like a dong," but I couldn't think of what it was. It was under the microscope. It looks like a dong. Yeah, it looks like a dong. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and they're they're like real into it, but of course. Donald Sutherland and Morgan Freeman are like, um, oh, we need people to die from this. Like they're not, they don't see, I get that they want to protect their biological weapon or something, but also it's, I don't really get their um, point of view in the fact that they're, they're doing everything to thwart the efforts of the people that are trying to stop this infectious disease from coming to the United States of America. Right. Is that just me? So, yeah. True, but Hoffman also, it's annoying that he, he's proven to be right because throughout the movie, he's like, I just got a feeling. That's yeah, that's the that's most true. non-scientist move. You wouldn't just have a feeling. You'd be like, well, these are the facts. 
and also they were like, you were wrong in 1989. Well, is that, it's like an abundance of caution, like a bad idea when we're talking about uh, possible pandemics. Yeah. So we could all agree on this. It's established pretty early. And he, you know, he does some overacting too. that Donald Sutherland is like the general of generals. I'm not sure what his exact title is, but he's in charge of everybody in the movie. But he's a sociopathic murderer. Yeah, like he kind of weird. He has zero empathy yeah. for anybody yes. at all. It's all about this biological weapon. That's all he cares about. Well, he bombed that original village. He called in the parachute bombing that went down early in the movie. Let, and- let, let's let's make it. Let's make him uh, think it's it's crackers and cheese and blankets yeah. and then the entire village will blow yeah. up yeah but, and, but then he immediately is like um throughout the movie he's like well we'll just kill him we'll just bomb that town we'll just do, like he's very content to just murder <laughs> like mass murder right. people which i don't i feel like you need to get approval for that kind of stuff i don't think you can just do that <laughs> right uh yeah so F- morgan freeman and donald trump sutherland seem to be really rooting for the um virus meanwhile Patrick Dempsey's on that, that boat. He's a seaman and he cruises back and he's like a, also like a, a monkey dealer. Yeah. Like steals it's, monkeys and gets a, a pass to get by the security. Like a rare exotic pet dealer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then he's brought the, um, He's brought the wrong. The monkey spits in his mouth, yeah. and he's not that disgusting. He's like, yeah. "Oh, you scamp!" and then spits out of the, yeah. the window. Yeah, but like <laughs> if a monkey spit in my mouth, I'd be vomiting. Yeah, so yeah. he um, goes to sell the like. He's come all this way. This guy wants a monkey. He's been trying to get him a monkey. Gets the guy the monkey. They've clearly done business before. He's gotten the wrong sex monkey. You figure. You're traveling from Thailand or or, uh, or Africa, wherever they were, and you're bringing a monkey back. Like, you think you would have the make sure you had the right monkey. Like, you really only have one shot at that. And then the pet store guy is like, this is the wrong monkey, you knucklehead. And then it bites the pet Scratch, store guy. Scratches so, him. Yeah, yeah, it scratches him. So he's going to die. And then he's like, oh, well, I'll see you later. And then he just goes and lets it run off into the forest. <laughs> Because the reason why they had to make a distinction of the sex is because the person that ordered it wanted the opposite of the sex that they brought all the way over. And and the only thing he could do was let it free. He he wasn't entrepreneurial enough to think. Sell it to somebody else. Well, maybe there maybe there are other buyers. Only Cedar Creek. (laughs) Right. Only the Cedar Creek. Uh, fins and feathers knows knows what to do with this thing. I know, like in '95, there was no Craigslist, right? right. I know this is pre-Craigslist time, but I'm sure you could go to another exotic pet store and right. squeeze off that. Or, or who were the big rappers at the time? 1995. Like, 95. Hammer. Hammer. Hammer's right up there in Oakland. He's in Northern California. Yeah. Yeah. Swing by Hammer's house. See if he'll make you an offer. Where's what's Mike Tyson up to? He's he likes exotic pets. Why not hit him up? It's an idea. He must have he must have paid a lot out of pocket for this monkey. And he just gives up at the first buyer saying I can't do it. No, it's insane. But also the whole thing that this has just been contained to the town. But where was Patrick Dempsey flying to? He flies back to Boston. 
Right. So oh, why, Boston, why are we Boston. assuming that Cedar Creek is the only place it exists? Yeah, well, they, they, they say that when he got off and, and infected his girlfriend in Boston, that the containment was just in that hospital. It had a little it's outbreak in Boston. Everybody. And I like what she's like at the airport when she greets him at the airport and she's like, man, you look like shit. And then they do like a big open mouth kiss. Yes. There's actually we have an, e- we have an email about that. Like he looks. <laughs> I remember one time I had a cold and I had a dentist appointment and I called the dentist and I'm like, hey, do you want I have this cold? Do you like do you want me to come in? And they're like, yeah, it's no problem. Imagine getting off a plane in the condition that Patrick Dempsey is yeah. in and just fucking Face tonguing your chick. <laughs> uh, that was great. De- and then they they cut back over to the uh, the pet shop, and the guy is like, "Oh, I'm not feeling so well. Let me lean against all of these uh, fish tanks." He takes out the yeah. fish. All the tropical right. fish. Um, Dean Dean no longer in Omaha wrote us an email, and he said, "Number one." McDreamy looks and feels like death, but mouth fucks his girlfriend with his tongue in the airport. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he passes out like maybe five seconds after the mouth kiss. Yes. yes. And two, he says, maybe make those hazmat suits out of something other than grocery bags. I, I, again, like <laughs> the hazmat suit technology could have been a lot better. They seemed very easy to pierce considering he really don't want that to get on you you might want to make them out I of think the, uh, one of the one of the big uh, parts of the movie is that kevin spacey gets it caught on something i'm thinking the maker of the suit should have thought maybe we should make a suit that it's not easily if you get caught on something that it'll just rip out and kill the person inside of it yes um, where, where was the location of the guy who was like messing with the blood so, work okay and he so, just he just Sprayed it all over the room. So back in San Francisco, right? No, no. Patrick Dempsey, he goes to the hospital. Jimbo, as he's called. He goes to the hospital. And then, like, the tech in the lab who's, like, handling his blood, he's got it in, like, one of those spinning things or something. It The vial explodes blood. Did have a lid on it? Right. All over his face. Like, he's he gets he gets a blood bukkake. Like, like some of the most clumsy work you could ever see yes. by a doctor yes. or a nurse. And then what's <laughs> well, they should have played Benny Hill music as he's spinning that blood everywhere. Also, yeah. Patrick Patrick Dempsey's character is called Jimbo, by the way, which is like that's he's the, not a Jimbo. No, Jimbo is like your fifty six year old uh, <laughs> woodshop teacher. He's very you know? easily. Yeah. Um. So, and they totally just they, when when Dempsey and his girlfriend are in the hospital, they totally just let him go inside of a a, a plastic bag essentially because he's bleeding out of his eyes. She's bleeding out of yeah. everything. Usually in a hospital, you're kind of wrapped up, and they're just letting everything go. Yeah, and so Renee Russo comes up from the CDC with her team, and then the Patrick Dempsey dies. And the whole team's like, well, I'm not doing the autopsy. And the other guy's like, fuck, no, I don't do autopsies. Fuck doing <laughs> autopsies. They're from the CDC. And then one old guy with shaky hands is like, I guess I'll do it. Is yeah, this, Trembles McGillicuddy comes up. This is how the Centers for Disease Control. Don't you have a designated autopsy guy? You know you're going to be dealing with the body when you get there. It's, they, they can all just back out of autopsying. It's crazy. <laughs> So um, what, what? So once they determine, like the CDC uh, determines this, this has happened in Boston, and then they 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 get some cases from the the Bay Area. Once it's determined 
that there is like a hotspot. Dustin Hoffman is told that he's going to Arizona, which was like, which was basically like either which is basically like they're, they are, they're flying rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. Right. Like they just, they want him far out of the yep. way because he's one of those guys that he might be reckless and he might be all in it for himself, but he usually solves the case. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we're, we're skipping over this thing wouldn't have gone viral except for the blood face guy from the lab. <laughs> yeah. He decides to go to the movies that night with his girlfriend. But isn't he the movie? Isn't it like a cartoon? I, I, I was trying to look. There is humor too in Cape Fear. They're watching Problem Problem Child, yeah, where he's yeah. laughing maniacally. Yeah. yeah. But that was like intentional. I yeah. think they're just they just didn't want to pay the rights, and they just took like some old '30s cartoon while they're all it watching. Does. Yeah. Full yeah, yeah. I'm watching it right now. It's some kind of cartoon. And this is actually one of the, uh, I guess, one of the more interesting parts of the movie and that it's very mid-90s technology-wise, but they show what happens with the airborne virus once he coughs. And it starts going in and out of people's popcorn, in yeah. and out of people's mouths yeah. and everything. That and scene kind of made me feel happened. uncomfortable well, in this current well, climate. Oh, but the guy... He he basically Marion barbered it where he gets up and he's not fucking turning down contact with anybody. He walks down the row and he fucking coughs directly on everybody sitting in the row. He comes out in the lobby and he fucking grabs an usher, yeah, coughs all over his him. mouth once. Yeah, he's just fucking he's looking for the contact wherever he can find it. He coughs he works, on everybody. He works he's a doctor. He's a doctor. He's a doctor. He's a doctor. Yes. Then again. He's a doctor that plays the, uh, you know, the spin art where you just let the thing <laughs> yes, splatter the everywhere. Yes. And you're like, look at this plate. It looks so cool. That's but, what he essentially did for. Uh, <laughs> and then meanwhile, then everybody in that, you know, we've learned from the witch doctor that this is not an airborne virus. Meanwhile, he coughs it directly into everybody's lungs <laughs> that he sees. And then he heads, then he dies or falls, falls over. And then immediately we have an outbreak because everybody in the theater gets it. And for good reason, they've been coughed on by a maniac. Yes. <laughs> he ran into everybody. Yes. I'm sure Super Lee's going to like that Marion Barber reference. Yes. Um, so, so they show, so they show the hospital getting overwhelmed with a bunch of Cedar Creek residents, as we've seen many times in the last six or seven weeks, overwhelmed hospitals, not enough beds for patients. Uh, this was this was one of those hit home moments. Yeah, ventilators. The rest, the rest, uh, rest. You know what? Also hit home when when uh, right before Hoffman like is like, all right, I'm I'm going to where it's at. He's at home and he's in the most mid ninety scene of all time. He's drinking an ice beer. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, and it's like it's like a twenty two ounce, but yeah, it's like yeah. a butt ice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but I, I do like the fact that his his commanding officer. And this whole chain of command tells him you're going to Arizona. There's a something in Arizona and you're going to go there. Hantavirus, four corners he disease. Walks, he walks out of the office and he just books a flight to San Francisco. No, he, 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 tells the, he tells the dispatcher or whatever that he's like, actually, this flight's going to San Francisco. And he's like, so don't even call. Just make it happen. And, the, and he like Jedi mind tricks in him into letting him take a plane. That's right. He gets the pilot to just change courses <laughs> yep. and to also, go to a different city. 
in the overwhelmed hospital, and I understand these days everybody knows to wear masks. People inside the hospital knew to wear masks. Yeah. In the nineties, yeah. nobody's wearing a mask. No, nobody. It's crazy. Uh, so then they go, they, he heads over to um, Cedar Creek and like the army's there. Cause there's an outbreak at Cedar Creek where they, where he tried to sell the, where the monkey is. Well, this is where I said it's realistic. Yeah. Did you hear those people, the people by the gate? No. We have rights. Oh, we should yeah. be allowed out. We should yeah. go outside. Well, also like, why are there tanks? Like the army's there and they have <laughs> guns. They, they have like 50 cal machine guns. They got armor. It. And I'm like, hold on. Like, what are you, who are you using that on? Like, you're not being this invaded. Movie. And helicopters ready to come down this and strike. Many. This movie, you could tell that they had like lots of like extra budget. And because they're like, this is a pretty boring movie with a lot of dialogue. It's a disease that you can't see. Just throw in as much gratuitous like action as possible, like like the pet store owner like falling into a, a fish tank, and then they utilize like this um, these rebels in their trucks, like these guys that like live on compounds and shit, trying to weave Cedar Creek. They had the freaking uh, chopper helicopter with missiles. Yep. Get in this Arms, in the truck's yep, way, and yep. they fired on them. Yep. They fired right. on citizens and trucks. Yeah, it's crazy. Right, no, but the, the, the firing on them is ridiculous. However, those guys <laughs> in the Bronco, like demanding, "Well, hell, hell with this. We're militia men. We're getting out of here." That is absolutely what's going on right now. Yeah, totally, absolutely. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so, what else happens? Uh, oh, the, well, it's, they're it's beating the shit out of the citizens. <clears throat> right, but it's determined at this point. Um, uh, Morgan Freeman and Donald Sutherland basically tell you what's going on here. They have the vaccine from the original, um, the original disease back in 68, but because it's a biological weapon, they are not going to give it to the sound of Cedar Creek. And this is when Donald Sutherland hatches this plan Easier to wipe out an entire city yeah. than to give out this biological weapon. Right. The E1, E1101 or something. They have like, they have the antidote that they can use, but they choose not to because they would just rather bomb American citizens. Well, <laughs> that, and also they're going to have to use that to cure all of Boston because Patrick Dempsey definitely <laughs> didn't just get his girlfriend sick. No. So you're you're no. not you're not buying that that thing was contained. No. 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 Did you see him when that kid almost yeah. ate his cookie? Yeah. He was he was already spreading tons of germs. Yeah, that whole flight is just they're all they all have it. Um so the monkeys the monkeys on the loose, right? Um and what else? Uh, oh, well, well, this is when Spacey has a scene, right? Right. right. So, but well, Dustin, He's like, oh, Dustin just Hoffman, got a case of the Willies, you they know, ought to call him the Sams. What? The, there, um, there was there was this guy, Albert Einstein, and he was like a patent clerk somewhere. Like he worked at the fucking post office, and he had no access to a lab, and or anything. And he wrote a paper, and I don't remember what the paper called, but it completely revolutionized the world of physics just he just sat down and wrote a paper what einstein did was 
much less impressive than what Dustin Hoffman does in this movie by himself because he's not really doing any studying or learning. He's just going on hunches and every <laughs> single one of his hunches is exactly right. correct. So he's like, I got this thing figured out. It's a monkey. And you're like, wait, how do you know that? He's yeah. like, I just know. Don't worry. I got it. Right. Um, but so you, um, yeah. Uh, the mayor of the town is played by one of the all-time movie pieces of shit who didn't play a piece of shit here, J.T. Walsh. Oh, I saw. Yeah, oh, he's the mayor. Well, something. He's like these are not numbers; these are people. Yeah. Like he was doing that room routine. And I was thinking, this is the first time I've seen him not be a complete piece of shit. Because between him, Paul Gleason, yes, yeah. uh, William Atherton, right, they own pieces of shit for like a 15, 20 year stretch. I think J.T. Walsh might have died like right he after this died, movie came out. He died. No, he died right is. after. Right after the other Spacey movie where he was the villain uh, negotiator. Sam Jackson. Right. Uh, That's right. Um, so, so Dustin Hoffman has to go to, inside the hospital to see what the what the disease is doing. They realize at that point it's airborne. Rene Russo flies out from Boston. So you have this like uh, really dumb, awkward thing where the ex, he's got to work with the ex and he still loves her and nobody gives a shit about that plot line. Um, and at that point, at somewhere along the way, right? Rene Russo or Kevin Spacey like gets his uh, his suit trapped or caught. Yeah, yeah he's that's when he said gives him and she wanted to know what was wrong. And he goes, ah, just gave me the willies. They should have called it the Sams. What does that mean? <laughs> that's funny. I don't know. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Yeah, it like he he gets his air tube caught on a piece of equipment and it just like totally tears out the back of his suit. Like is what are these things made of? Like you have to expect that, that, that you, you could, you, that that might happen. Right. Uh, and, and, th and this whole time, by the way, Donald Sutherland finds out that Hoffman um, just redid the flight plans and he flew into San Francisco or the Bay area. And Donald Sutherland says he needs to be arrested and so, so Dustin Hoffman spends the rest of the movie trying to avoid his own army from arresting him, avoid his own boss, Morgan Freeman, from doing so. Because Morgan Freeman's caught behind, caught in between, Dustin Hoffman just found out what this is. We need time to figure it out so that we could save people. And Donald Sutherland's saying, no, we're, we're taking <laughs> out the city and arrest that guy. Because he gets off on murdering American citizens. That's well, his thing. I, I forget the timeline. When does Dustin Hoffman go like Indiana Jones and get on that Korean ship? Yeah, I mean that's that's like towards the end, that's, right? Right before later. the uh, right before yeah. the chopper decides to yeah. get in front of the bomber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's later. Um, so yeah, and then um, Renee Russo stabs herself in the finger with a scalpel or something or a needle, um, and so she, now she's got it. So both Kevin Spacey and Renee Russo have it. And um, Dustin Hoffman has a hunch. So he and Cuba Gooding Jr., who's apparently also a pilot, go steal a helicopter and get in a helicopter. And he's chase. now badass. Yeah. He was vomiting on himself in the beginning. Now right. he's like, yeah, I'm a take charge guy. I'm going to I'm going to do he, this. But but just think about this. He somehow figures out which ship 
had the monkey yeah, because and they're, they're just going to fly out into the middle of the ocean to find this one ship because because the chubby lady that looks like the other lady oh, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off yeah what well, was it her <laughs> it's like Edie McClure's but it wasn't stunt. her yeah she's like and she implies that she's fucking the coast guard she goes guy. I'm fucking a guy in the coast guard he can tell you where the ship is and then they just cruise out there in the fog in the middle of the ocean and just pull up on a freighter and then 60 year old Dustin Hoffman's ass dives out the side of a fucking helicopter onto a ship. And the Korean ship has like 30 extras from the movie gung ho on it. Yeah. They're all there. By the the way, they they make this big ordeal about how he's supposed to get on the ship and he ends up uh, jumping into a lifeboat because I guess that's softer. Yeah. They never, they never explained how he got back on the, the moving yeah, helicopter. <laughs> because Cuba just and Cuba just waves after he drops him off. Yeah. He's like, all right, see ya. Yeah, I'll just. What, and does that thing have unlimited gas in it? Like it's just they flew out in the middle of the ocean. Um. So they, but they figure out. Oh, there's a helicopter chase, right? Well, no, they don't. They he's oh on the God. ship. He's on the ship, and then they they go and see that where the doctor slept. And he kept yeah, Polaroids of just, a monkey yeah, above the monkeys, his bed. The monkeys he likes to fuck. He's like, I have them. I keep pictures right here, so when I go to sleep, I can what? jerk off to these these mon- monkeys I want to fuck. So be So yeah. let's just be honest, right? Yeah, he's they, fucking that monkey. They, yes, I'm being honest. They, yeah. they absolutely. Go to, you don't go Polaroids to, above your bed. No, they go unless to, you're fucking. They go them. to the. <laughs> They go to the bunk of one of the uh, of the shipmen, right? And if if you, I don't know, if you were into monkeys and stuff, would you would you take a picture of the monkey and put it up underneath the bed, be, the underneath the bunk, atop of you, and look at it? Oh, like yeah. There's, there's just something very strange about that. Oh, he loved that monkey for sure. Um, and but, that's how, the, and that's how they found who the, the carrier was. They found who the source, the monkey that was the source of this, uh, this, I guess, potential pandemic. And it was a complete random, like, like needle in the haystack. Adventure to find this. So now they know who the carrier is. Now they just need to find one monkey in an entire forest area. But we also can't. We we also uh, the pet store scene. He was out of a cage for three seconds, and he immediately infected the pet store owner. He had already spit in uh, Ronald Miller's mouth, and he his funk banana gave it to the other monkey. <laughs> That's and, right. And we're supposed to expect that he's been in the 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 forest for I don't know a week. Yeah, he's been in the forestry. Yeah, and he hasn't. He has, he's been in the forestry, and he hasn't done anything. He hasn't no. infected any other being. No, he's best friends with that little girl. But he, yeah, and he, the mom, the mom was totally cool with it. Yeah. Oh yeah, my my child plays with a monkey. And meanwhile, um, Dustin Hoffman and Cuba Gooding Jr. have become like buddy cops at this point. Like they're they're like doing slapstick and they're shooting the thing with a dart and they're tripping over each other and it's, it takes a weird turn. Uh, but but, but can, we, can we talk about the scene where they t- they take the Polaroid and they just intrude into a news station yes. in yes. Cedar Creek as they're on the air? So you have two people in hazmat suits 
or, or military garb or whatever they were wearing, storming into a live studio yep. while news anchors are on the air. Yes. And Hoffman shows the picture of the monkey yes. and says, if you have seen this monkey, please call blah, blah, blah. Like, is there, is there like, could there be like a more hopeless effort to try to find something? Like if you've seen a monkey, right. I know you and have this forest of trees so, around you. So this is like the news at noon. How many people are watching TV? <laughs> what if, what if he got up there with the picture and he's like, Hey, I'm Dustin Hoffman. I'm sorry to break in here. But I just want you guys to know my beef today is the ends of bread. Can you believe they have they make these bread loaves and on the ends they have these end pieces. Who wants these fucking end pieces? Just like not have them in there. Just throw them away. Nobody's going to eat these end pieces of bread like that. If that movie had taken this, if 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 he got up and he's like, he's like, how how come Paul McCartney and John Lennon they're singing in the same microphone like they're the Beatles, they're the biggest band in the world. They can't get two microphones. They can't. They just have the one microphone. How about the mom? The mom, when she hears the report, they're like, have you seen this monkey? She drops the and plates. And the mom, no, 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 but before she drops the plates, what caused her to drop the plates, she looks over and her daughter has the most rudimentary stick figure picture of yes, her yes, and a monkey. Yes, and she's like, yeah. that's it. Yes. Like, it's got to be that one monkey. It then, has to be that monkey. Then the then the um the buddy cops show up. They bumble their way into darting the monkey. And Dustin Hoffman's like, we found the host. How the fuck does he know? He's, he's going to run well, some tests on it? You don't know. You're just guessing. Let, let, let's, let's, let's slow it down a little bit. The, yeah. the, that scene altogether, Dustin Hoffman and, and uh, Cuba Gooding drive to the house with the little girl who's had this pet monkey with a killer virus yes. inside yes. of it. Yeah, they have no suits and, on. And, and, hey, Mom, do you mind if we uh, use your child as bait? <laughs> right. But but it's not like they had the monkey in a cage. They just knew that if she went outside, this one monkey in an entire forest was going to come to see her. They gave her some food and they basically compelled the parents like a lot of people are going to die. I mean, step up here yeah. and put your six year old <laughs> yes. out there to to hold out food for a monkey. <laughs> That that is the virus. most contagious thing yeah. ever. Yeah. Right. So that so that we can try to to shoot a dart yeah. at this monkey, not hitting your daughter, hit this monkey before it bites your daughter. Yeah. That, no. was, that was the plan. Insane. And you know, when uh, the 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 daughter's like, Well, promise me you won't hurt the monkey. And he's like, Oh no, we won't. You know that monkey was cut into eight hundred pieces. Of course. <laughs> It's too dangerous. Uh, but they are flying in the helicopter and they're like, oh, the little guy's sleeping pretty well back there. And they have it like wrapped up in a little blanket, like just thrown behind the seat. Like, is, is that the What if it did come back to wake up from the from the yeah. darting and He's just bit you the on the fucking neck? Yeah. Um, then they get in an insane helicopter chase. It's just beyond words. It and it lasted about five minutes longer than it should have. Yep. And it was about five and a half minutes. They throw him off. That, the that, that little girl is going to get murdered by a mountain lion eventually because the mom just keeps letting her just go into the woods. Yeah. Like no big deal. Yeah. And then Dustin Hoffman's like, hey, I noticed there were some missiles on this helicopter. And Cuba Gooding Jr. is like, yeah, sure are. And he's like, why don't you just shoot a couple into those trees? So he, he shoots Tomahawk missiles. A, he starts a forest fire for sure. <laughs> Two. What if somebody's out there camping? 
What's somebody's got their little tent pitch. They, well, they've taken. There's the a way they treated just, that little girl. Yes. When you're making an omelet, you get to break a few That's eggs. It. They don't care about human life. Then they get they get into a chicken, a game of chicken. So Donald Sutherland <laughs> scrambled a bomber, which looked to me like a C-17, which is a <laughs> cargo plane, not a bomber. It had no fucking bombing characteristics. You would probably scramble an A-10 Warthog or even a fucking fighter jet to drop the bomb. You wouldn't use a cargo plane to do that job. Military, yes. military dork. Military arms dork. It's a C-17. Um, hey, by the way, yeah. b- before that, before a, a the- parachute, a parachute bomb can go out at any. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Remember, they're not firing missiles. Right. They did drop a but- parachute bomb. So somebody could have pushed it out the back, I guess. Before you it, it, it describe the climactic scene of the movie, yeah. which is basically the end. I think you need to kind of catch everybody up here. In the meantime, like D- Donald Sutherland has gotten the, uh, the go ahead from the cabinet to yeah. go ahead and blow up the city. There's a there's now there's a timer on when the city's going to get blown up. Everybody who is relevant and on our side is going to get out of town and we're just going to keep these people in there to blow it up. Now, Rene Russo's taking at some point Rene Russo, they're trying to figure out what's going on with the uh, with the monkey and the, and the vaccine and everything. She pricks herself with a needle. Oh yeah, that this already is the happened. Mo- the, the most clumsy uh, set of doctors you've ever seen in yes. a movie. Yeah, where she's, you have her pricking herself through her glove. No, she's been dying, and also I mentioned this ten minutes ago. She's been dying, and she's continuing to she's hanging in- out with Spacey. Yeah, now. She's infecting everybody in the hospital. She's not told anybody that she's dying of the disease, and you can clearly see she is because she's got the red eyeliner like everybody else. <laughs> she looks like a zombie. Yes, she, it's insane. Um, but alas, uh, the day is saved. The, the Dustin Hoffman in the chicken game with the C-17 is able to call the pilots and be like, look, you guys got to do the right thing here. I can save these people. I have a hunch. My hunches have been right before. And they fucking go out and they just drop the bomb into the San Francisco Bay. And they're like, oh, sorry, Donald Sutherland. We missed. Morgan Freeman, even though he, the entire movie gives the indication that he's going to side with Donald Sutherland because he, Donald Sutherland is his, his commanding officer. Um, He gives uh, Dustin Hoffman a clue as they are in the chopper saying uh, something along the lines of, we all know by code, whatever, that if something is in front yes, of yes. a bomber, it cannot complete its mission. No, which I don't understand rules. that one. That's the rules. Like, why not? Why can't they just go around just with fl- it away and bomb, bomb the city? Fly above it. It's just like <laughs> a bomber can fly a lot higher than a helicopter. Yeah. Just go over it. Shouldn't be and a problem. So, so Hoffman has the monkey. Um, and then they were able to turn that into a cure immediately. In like minutes. Right. Like she bounces, she bounces back. She gets that energy like Hulk Hogan used to get when he was almost yes. passed out. Yes, and he starts shaking his arm. She's perfectly fine. The red eyeliner's gone. Gone. But but Hoffman takes an unnecessary risk before they even takes give it off to the him. Helmet he takes off his mask. Yes, yeah. you don't know if it's gonna work. Yes, it's it's crazy. Well, but that's he's telling you he's in love. Right, he's, he's like, in, We're love. in love he, again. If, if she's going to die, he's going to die. Yeah, it was one of those things. But I but mean, from his perspective, I get it because he's never pulling anything of that caliber. No, yeah, no, that's a good. That's and a good and of, of course, somehow Hoffman finds out along the way that the um, 
I keep calling it a vaccine. What is it? Antidote, whatever it is yes. that the government's been sitting on this, yeah. that they had it and they chose to blow up the village or town instead of, of use this stuff. They determined so that, that there was two different viruses, the old one and the new one, and they could have right. used the virus that they already had or whatever. And isn't part of like the narrative, like today, if you were to watch the news that, that vaccines or even therapeutics take like months and months to not only like nope. test and make Three sure minutes. they work, yeah. work yeah. But, but also to produce. They yeah. take a lot. No, so, like I, like Fauci right now is like, we're going to, we're going to spend hundreds of millions of dollars on a vaccine. We don't know works, but you have to do that in order to speed up this process. Yeah. Right. And then he may have used the only supply on Rene Russo. Right. Just to save her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, so Luckily, Rotten Tomatoes agrees with us because this movie has a 59 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is way too high, but still rotten. Um, 56 with the audience. How much money did this piece of shit make? Um, Let's see here. I bet it did well. It's not what it's not okay. because the star power. Whoa, I bet, I bet it did well. Whoa, I know. I remember it being a big hit. Um, trivia Harrison Ford, we already knew Mel Gibson. Who he was probably doing ransom around that he time. He seems like the kind that would be interested in experimenting on human beings. Um, and Sylvester Stallone that would have been a different movie. Oh, it would have been way better. We're offered the leading role of Colonel Sam Daniels. They all turned it down. That's when Dustin Hoffman got it. Uh, Who's a monkey? Yeah. Let's see. How much did this thing make? It made, it made a bunch of money. Yeah. Budget 100. 50 million. Gross. USA grows 67 million worldwide, $189 million. Massive, massive hit. A lot of questions, but it is kind of a confusing movie. It's really stupid. It's really long. It's horrible. I mean, it's really bad. I I wouldn't suggest it to anybody. I read a review uh, that was written just a couple years ago. And it kind of sums it up in this little paragraph. It's a cheesy movie filled with all the stereotypes, cliches, and scientific inaccuracies you'd expect from a 90s disaster flick. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anybody, anything else to add, Ed Daly? No, that's good. We, we've done it. Jason, are you, Jason Stewart, are, did you get you all guys, your zingers in? Are you guys going to uh, concede that this was a much – better much funnier uh review than you thought it would be oh, i think it's, it's a, a good little review. better it's I, a little better I, yeah. I, I have no doubt that we'll put together a good review yeah yeah any of these movies yeah it was it was this, a real shitty to have to bad. sit through though i would say but of all the unbelievable things still the most unbelievable is the, the village doctor who like kind of talks to the witch doctor <laughs> yeah. and he's like no it's fine it's not airborne and <laughs> not airborne, look at that guy's no. teeth you're like i don't know if i want to trust this guy yeah, and they immediately take off their masks they're like okay, <laughs> okay. guys we're good we're good <laughs> this, this local villager with no credentials here who's been caring for these sick people might have given him this thing um we're just going to take his word for it let's we're good to go here uh, all right guys Great job all the way around for special guest Jason Stewart, for co-host Ed Daly. My name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 319 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Bye. The lifestyle's baller Podcasts getting bigger and not smaller Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do With Easy Ed Daily and the man Jay Stew And Brian Beckner quick to dissect The week in sports and culture and whatever 
plus you know there's Kate with a C, but she's known as Fancy Pop to you and me. Talking loud, comers, conductors, my brothers, grub you in some movies and shows in the others. Top podcast, man, no one is above us. Five star, even the haters will love us. And we're not trying to talk politics a lot. We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot. Shit so hot, man, you know the shit's on top. Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot. Listen up, you players and shot callers, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is so flawless, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. Listen up, you players and shot callers, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is for all us, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller.